fired. Four blocks away, I got a visual on the apartment building. Can you upgrade this to a third alarm? This is the working fire. Be advised, we have a woman trapped on the balcony on the fourth floor alpha bubble corner. We were unable to make that rescue. We're making a rescue now on the alpha side. Welcome to another edition of Undercover Mental Health. Today we have producer Michael Geyer on the show and he has produced a documentary called Wounded Heroes. Can you just give the listeners a description of this documentary, Michael? Well, Wounded Heroes is a film for anybody battling post-traumatic stress, whether it's a military, firefighters, police officers, anybody who's experienced a traumatic event in their life can benefit from the many treatments and programs that are featured in this film that will help you get your life back. When you decided to make this documentary, did you have any idea of what you were going to learn? You know, I didn't know what treatments we'd find. I interviewed a guy in San Diego, Carl, and he was a veteran in, uh, what was he, a medic. And he had lost, I think he told me, you know, 16 or 17 lives. Couldn't save them uh, over there while, you know, at, in battle. And I said, well, what about all the people you did save? He goes, I don't remember them. He goes, I remember every face I lost. And he had post-traumatic stress. He was suicidal, had tried to commit suicide by hanging himself. And his girlfriend came in and found him and was able to save him. And at the time he was on 16 drugs down from 18, 16 prescription drugs. And I was like, I'm sorry, you, how many? Because I'm like, you're, you're in your late twenties. How is it possible you're on 16 medications? And he said, they were just a band-aid. They weren't actually helping the post-traumatic stress. And so that's why I thought I've got to produce a documentary and there's gotta be other options out there other than just giving drugs that are just a band-aid. And so that's what set me on this journey, looking for treatments and options. I didn't know what I was going to find. And over the course of a number of years, you know, I found different opportunities and different things. I'd interview people by phone. And if it looked like it was something that was promising after doing our own research, then I would go and do an in-person interview. We did them all over the country, interviewing the doctors, experts, veterans, and just found amazing treatments and programs that are life-changing. And if it's in the film, it's because I believe in that particular treatment. There are everyone featured. I believe in because I've seen and talked to people who said it changed their lives. I had a woman in tears crying, Sherry in San Diego. She said, literally, this saved my life. And she's just bawling. You know, these are people who were at one time suicidal, people who had given up because they were tired of living a miserable life. And they found something that gave them their life back. And that's what this film was all about. It's what I was looking for three years ago. I found, and, and I'm so excited for the release March 5th because I believe it's gonna save lives if people watch it and you know, learn about some of these treatments and programs and do more than just watch, actually go out there and find something that looks appealing to them. I believe their life can be changed. The Wounded Heroes movie poster has this big dude with this massive gun and he's looking down and you started this interviewing veterans, but you found that it wasn't just veterans. That's exactly right. I, I thought PTSD was something, at the time I thought it was PTSD, that's what everybody was saying. But I thought it was something that only our military dealt with. And that's why I called it Wounded Heroes and I put a soldier on the movie poster. Found out very quickly that post-traumatic stress is for anybody who experiences a traumatic event, 
whether it's police officers, firefighters, first responders, um, even anybody who's just living their own normal life. Even today with COVID, doctors and nurses are getting post-traumatic stress because of the trauma involved in dealing with so many patients or watching so many patients die. Um, so anybody can benefit from the treatments and programs featured in this film. The film, it's a grassroots effort as far as getting the word out because I produced it and you know, I've got a PR company, Veteran PR, they're a great company, veteran owned. And it's a husband and wife team, Nikki and Jason run it. And they've done a great job getting PR. And, and we have a lot of big things coming up for PR to get the message and the fact that the film is coming out. And veterans and family members and friends can share it with their community and they can share it with their community. But it's going, it's going to save more lives the more people know it exists. And that's why it's really important that people share it and uh, get the word out because it, it, it's life-changing. For, it will be for many people. And you yeah. look at what's happening in the world right now. Everything is done through Zoom, Teams, Google Meets. Like there is a whole new opportunity for people to get help. And, you know, you bring up a very good point. The treatments uh, featured, I mean, of course, the SGB you have to do in person, but RTM, ART, both of those are now being done via Zoom. Uh, and there's people coming, calling from all over the world, calling the U.S. to do Zoom calls to get help, you know, uh, with their post-traumatic stress. So. Yeah, thank God for the internet and, and Zoom and, and Skype and all the other video conferencing. It's uh, going to help save some lives as well. Can you talk about some of the treatments in your documentary? Yeah, so there's a number of things we talk about. One is ART, which is Accelerated Resolution Therapy. There's RTM, Reconsolidation of Traumatic Memories. And it's so funny that these big names, you know, <laughs> the fact that I even know what they are amazes me because they are life-changing. Um, and both those two treatments are very similar. They are different in, in how they're executed, but they have the same result. And really with both of those, what happens is you've got a traumatic memory and automatically when you think about it, there's a lot of emotion and smells. I mean, everything just comes back and you hit with, with that particular memory. And what happens with those two uh, treatments is that they're able to neurologically sever the emotion from the memory. So all the veterans I talked about, the traumatic memory, anytime they thought about it or talked about it, used to be devastating for them. Now, though, they still remembered exactly the way it happened, but there's zero emotion connected to it. That's what's fascinating about these two. There's no more emotion connected to it. And I asked them, like, how is that possible? But it's a neurological intervention that takes place through the procedure. And what's great about both of those is that you don't have to have that exposure therapy like the VA does where they have you talk about the trauma over and over and over again, hoping to get you desensitized. Instead, with both of these treatments, you, you, can talk, you can think about it yourself. You don't have to talk about it. You just have to come up to a certain point where the event took place, but you don't have to look at or think about the event or talk about it, which is a huge benefit for people because then they're not re-traumatized by having to think about it or talk about it. Uh, SGB is a treatment. And yes, I believe in it. I've seen it work. I haven't found any evidence that there's any issues with it, but there are those who think there are. So I presented their side and then the viewer can decide. For our listeners that don't know what SGB is, it's still a ganglion block. It's been used for decades for pain in the face, neck. Can you tell us a little bit about when you saw it work for someone? Yes. So SGB is a shot in the neck that get into a cluster of nerves and it really reboots everything. You know, they're, they're really hyped up. Um, like, you know, we, when we get adrenaline, 
Well, you know, you're a firefighter. When you, when you go into a burning building, I mean, your adrenaline is just, ugh, you know, because you've got a job to do and you've got people to rescue and fires to put out. And, and so you're all ramped up. Well, even when you're not walking into a building, somebody with post-traumatic stress is still that ramped up. It's just ugh, all the time. And so the shot in the neck goes into a cluster of nerves and it just reboots and gets them out of that state of being ramped up to where they're like, oh, okay, I feel like everybody else. <laughs> I can feel normal. I, they still have that natural tendency to get amped up when they need to be. They're no longer always amped up. And so that's why SGB is so transforming. And I saw one guy right before he took the procedure in Chicago with Dr. Lipov. I was afraid to approach him because he just looked like he could attack at any moment. And he made me, he kind of scared me, <laughs> made me very nervous. And they, his wife said he would not be interested in being on camera, which I kind of assumed after looking at him. But after he had the shot, uh, he had two shots that day. Um, after the second shot, I went in and talked to him while he was still laying in the hospital bed. And he looked, he was so transformed. It was shocking and amazing for me to see. His eyes were so calm and relaxed. He could talk. He was willing to talk on camera. He told his wife he couldn't wait to go shopping. And that was one of the first things he wanted to do because he hadn't been out and or shopping in years. And she said, yeah, it's strange. He wants to go shopping. That's the first thing he says when he comes out. You know, <laughs> But that's funny. Uh, but it made a huge difference in his life. And I firsthand, I saw it. I mean, I saw a guy who scared me. I wouldn't get too close to him, to a guy who was calm and relaxed and could talk and laugh and and just kept saying, this is interesting. This is, and I'm like, what do you mean it's interesting? He goes, I just, I'm so relaxed. I, it's interesting. Yeah, SGB, in my opinion, works really well. I've talked to a lot of veterans. I've talked to a lot of people who are in the military right now or special forces and who get SGB. I've talked to military doctors currently giving the SGB shot to active duty military off the record because they are in the military, so they couldn't talk to me on the record. And then I've talked to doctors who are outside of the military who do the shot. Uh, on the record. And every single one of them have seen patients' lives change. And so that's why I've seen it firsthand. I've talked to veterans who've had it experienced it firsthand and doctors who do it. And it's, it, it is life-changing. I first heard about it a few years ago. Dakota Meyer came back from Afghanistan. I think he's the third Marine to get the Congressional Medal of Honor. And he was suicidal. And he described SGB as before he got the shot, I was driving through a busy street in New York, late for an appointment. His life would be over if he didn't make, to mm. getting the shot and driving down a country road with beautiful music. And that was the difference. That's the way he described yeah. it. And that's exactly what I think I saw in this veteran. You know, he was just so relaxed and calm. He was totally driving down that country road on a beautiful sunny day, looking for a place to go shopping. <laughs> I mean, it's really amazing. We also have horse therapy, and I visit a horse ranch in San Diego called Saddles and Service, and it's run by Mike. He was part of the military for over 20 years, and his wife, Tammy, and it's a beautiful ranch, and they bring in rescue horses, and these veterans, you know, first responders, the, the ranches for everybody, and it's, it's just wonderful because they end up connecting with the horse, and they end up healing each other, and so I spend a lot of time talking about them and how a horse somehow miraculously bonds with the human and they they literally heal each other it's just it's fascinating to see to watch and these horses are big and majestic and it was a really fun segment to get to do so i have programs like veterans alternative which is a program on the east coast 
And then there's Warfighter Advance in Maryland on the uh, East Coast, of course. And that's a week-long program. Uh, and we did something called the, the Brain Treatment Center. We're talking about uh, neurological work that they do, which is really interesting. They, they put a little thing on your head and then the computer scans it. And there's all these little squiggly lines and the doctor can literally look at the squiggly lines and tell you how you're feeling. The veteran I, I interviewed, you know, he goes, the guy said, you know, you probably, you can't read a book. You, you do this, you do this. You probably think about this. And he was like, yeah, how did you know that? And all the squiggly lines told the doctor, the expert, everything that was going on. So once they saw where the issues were, they put they, this thing, it's all in the film. I'm not the expert. So I'm not even gonna try to explain what, what happens here, but the doctor's gonna do that. But they put something on his forehead here and lay him back. And again, for the first time in years, he slept through the night. You know, another successful treatment where he slept through the night. And this guy was suicidal. He had some very traumatic things he talks about in the film that took place overseas during war. And then he has a treatment, one treatment, and, and he slept through the night and other treatments since then. But, you know, that was one that changed his life. And so there's just a lot of things like that between programs and treatments that are all featured in the film. Down in California, they have a, it's for veterans, but it's a surf school. It's a vet from the Middle East teaches them how to surf. So when they're on the board, all they can think about is, you know, staying up and, you know, not falling into the water, but it rechannels where all their thought processes are. And it's very cool. It's, uh, there's a lot here in Canada, we have, they ride trials bikes and it's the same sort of deals where you channel your thoughts. All you want to do is ride this rock a certain way or do all these things. And apparently my childhood played a big factor on the way I process trauma. And there's a lot of things that happened in, in childhood growing up, whether it's high school, your parents, you know, whatever it is that do create problems that we don't even realize are part of our lives as adults. I mean, that's, that's the reality, I believe. And so I think it's, it's a good idea to figure out if there is anything in your past that needs to be dealt with to help you today. It's a very, very valid point. And going to a counselor, I think, is a good thing. Uh, it depends upon what, who the counselor is. I do not believe, you know, in, in regards to the film and post-traumatic stress, that if they want you to retell the trauma over and over again, in our country, in the United States, uh, the VA uses the, uh, that exposure the therapy where they have the veteran uh, talk about it over and over again. Most drop out of the program. Having to tell it over and over again, they're just like, it was more traumatizing, so they took themselves out, and then most quit. There's a, there are a few where it's beneficial, but that's such a small minority. I don't know why they'd use a, a treatment like that. So anybody, in my opinion, based on the veterans I've talked to, not as an expert because I'm not, but all the veterans I talked to, they said when they went through exposure therapy to where they had to retell the story over and over again, all it did was make things worse. And so if any doctor wants you to do that, that's where I'm like, stay clear because it's not going to help. So I'm a huge proponent of clinical counseling. I have a yeah. friend of mine who's a psychologist in Colorado. I'm going to tell you a veteran story because he worked for the VA for 30 years and he had a patient who was in the special forces. And that is not a sexy job because they mm -hmm. do stuff that you can't imagine as a regular human being. And they had to do a clearing in Afghanistan and they had, and they went in and this man ended up shooting a little girl. His PTSD was from seeing this little girl looking at him before he shot her. And he carried that around for many, many years. His mom happened to pass away while this psychologist was treating him. He goes, I want you to phone me from the service. So he talked to the psychologist from the service. He goes, I want you to carry, envision carrying that little girl to your mom and then close the casket and ask your mom to take care of that little girl. And these symptoms were gone. Good clinical counselor or psychologist yeah. can help. When you talk about SSRIs, 
they can help put your depression into remission, but they can't fix anything. They don't fix anything. Mm. They just kind of hold it down so you can cope and manage. There's got to be a plan to get out of that. And I, I like what your documentary talks about. It talks about different options that people aren't talking about right now. And I learned this as well during the documentary that there's not just one treatment that may cure or help. Like SGB is not a cure. There's nobody who says it is. But SGB is a great starting place to get re get a nice little reboot, get post-traumatic stress under control, and then follow that up with other care. And something that Doc Springer talks about, and Doc Springer is Dr. Shauna Springer. Uh, I think you know her, but she's the author of a book that's out right now called Warrior. She's featured in the film as one of the experts. And her insight, I just love Dr. Springer. I didn't know her before I interviewed her. Somebody introduced me to her. So she, she flew down here to Los Angeles where we filmed her. And uh, she offered so much great insight for the film and, and, a, and a plan, because I really, at the end of the film, we give all these great treatments. I wanted at the end of the film to now what? You know, what are steps that people can take if they find something they like to start with that? What else can they do to actually find success that completely gets rid of the post-traumatic stress? So I interviewed her for that reason. And she had such great insight of what people need to do. Um, to, to make that happen. But one of the things that she said was, you know, for example, she brings a group of people over to Chicago, they'll get an SGB shot. And then she follows it up with a week-long program here on the West Coast that they go through. So those two working together, SGB gets them in a great place to where they're now able to deal with all these other things in a week-long program that allow the person to get past post-traumatic stress. Or you can do SGB and then start horse therapy. Um, or you can do RTM, you know, reconsolidation of traumatic memories and go do horse therapy. Or, you know, they all kind of work together. And you mentioned earlier about getting outside, whether it's surfing, going fishing, being out in the mountains. That is tremendously helpful for people who have battled post-traumatic stress after they've started one treatment to start doing, going out and doing these other things like that. So working in combination with each other really is one of the things I've learned. It helps people to become very successful. The other thing is to find a new mission. Uh, they come back from war and they're very mission oriented while they're over there. And again, I'm talking military right now. They come back or, I, you know, it, firefighters too. You, you're going out there and you're, you're fighting a fire, you know, and it's, if you retire, you get done, you're at home. It's like, what can you do? Go find a mission, find something you can go out and do that you're excited about. Uh, and the other thing is not to be alone when you're dealing with post-traumatic stress. Find like-minded people, find in the military's case, a new tribe you know, firefighters, police officers, find that group that you can relate to and come together as a group. And where you, as Doc Springer says, you can let your armor down. You can be real. You can talk about what you're really going through. Finding the treatment, working together as a group, finding a good group, finding a new mission and following it with other treatments are all very beneficial and finding complete success and getting rid of post-traumatic stress. I know the military is like this and policing somewhat, but in the fire service, um, there's a real sense of camaraderie and tribalism. And mm -hmm. when you retire, you don't just lose your purpose, you lose your tribe. And yeah. every fire station has a group of people that they're your brothers and sisters. They're your family. You might not like every one of them, but still, they're like your family. family. <laughs> yes. The fire service is pretty special, but it's also a very tough culture. IAAF did a survey of 7,000 firefighters. It was anonymous and 81% of firefighters said if they were struggling, they would not tell anybody because they would feel they'd be looked at upon as weak or unfit mm -hmm. for duty. And every mm -hmm. time I go travel or do a presentation, people come up to me and say, I think that number is higher. And I agree. 
as little boys were trained not to be, crying is not healthy. What inspired you to do a project like this? And what was your biggest surprise? My biggest surprise, because we talked about Carl earlier, so he's the reason why I started this project and went down this journey. But my biggest surprise, I guess there's two things. One is I've never been suicidal, thank God. Interesting to learn why somebody becomes suicidal. The other thing I, I learned was that there are so many people who are battling post-traumatic stress who have given up because they tried things that just didn't work. And they got to a place where they were so tired of trying something and it not working, the depression that followed to where they're like, I don't want to get excited about something only to have it not work. And then I'm depressed for the next three to six months. I mean, like taken out, can't even leave the house depressed. So they were like, I'm, I, I just chose to quit. I'm not going to try anymore. I've just realized I'm either going to take my life by suicide or I'm going to just live this miserable life as best I can for as long as I live. That was their only two options. And I talked to a number of people in the film who talked about that, those two options as being all they thought was there. And all of them, thankfully, found one of the treatments. And after a very long time, months before they decided to even give it a try, because again, they did not want to be let down, but they saw so much success from other veterans and they did their own research that they decided to go ahead and, and give it a shot very skeptically. And they ended up getting their lives changed. I was surprised at how many people had given up, but it's also encouraging to me how exciting it is that that gives hope, this film gives hope to others who may be in a place who've given up because people were there just like they are now and they found something that worked and their lives are different. They, they, they get their lives back. It wasn't that they wanted to die. It's not that they wanted to leave. It's they just wanted the pain to stop. That's what they said was the, the driving force, which was, again, surprising to me. I had no idea. The other thing that was a driving force was they felt like their family was better off without them. And so they felt like I, I would rather take myself out and help my family than be a burden to them. That was the other big reason why they would take themselves out. When your mind lies to you mm -hmm. and it can make you very sick, but if you know techniques and you have a plan your mind can make you very well at the same time. It can do the complete opposite of how you're feeling right now. Your documentary is going to show people that there's options. And the other thing it will do is it'll help people that are suffering because what happens is you feel like you're all alone and no one else has ever felt like this. They'll watch your documentary and say, okay, I'm not the only one that feels like this. And that's why it's so powerful that people do this. Families lose their loved ones. And yeah. they're the forgotten piece in this whole puzzle. And I literally had a veteran tell me that he couldn't wait for his family to see the film, his wife in particular, because he said the film could explain to her what he hasn't been able to do himself. Uh, and because I do have veterans and, and police officers and firefighters that are in the film that I've interviewed, they say exactly how they felt when they were battling post-traumatic stress, how low they were, how they could not uh, relate to their spouse their loved ones, their friends, how they look at them differently. They felt differently. But when they describe it, it is so powerful. And for a loved one to see and finally hear what their family member is going through, I think that alone is going to be very helpful to the family because it is a family event. If the husband or wife has post-traumatic stress, the family is dealing with the, the ramifications as well. Just had a guy, I won't say his name, but he's at the very top of our military. I mean, the very top. 
and he deals with post-traumatic stress and he actually does SGB and he just had his fourth shot. It is with SGB, it is something that you have to have. Again, some can go for years without another shot. Others need it every six months, which is why SGB is great to have, like I said, a follow-up with other things. And then you maybe won't need the shot as often or at all ever again. Uh, but in this case, he just had his fourth shot recently. And, but he said SGB changed his life. And then he laughed and he goes, actually changed my wife's life too, because she suffered just as much as he did. When he got better, she wasn't having to suffer as much. So I thought that's a very good point. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> well, Michael, I want to tell you that I, I'm really grateful that you made this documentary. I think it's going to help so many people. I really believe in a lot of the therapies and techniques that you've talked about. And some of them might be controversial, but I have lost friends to suicide. So I really don't care if they're controversial. If I could get those people back in my life because they tried a controversial technique, I'm totally fine with that. Honored to have you on the show today. Where can people find out more information about your website? When does your documentary come out? Can you give us those details? Yeah, so the film will be out March 5th, 2021. It's going to be on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, Vudu, Vimeo On Demand. I mean, And the website is woundedheroesdocumentary.com. If you see this uh, before the film is released, you can watch the trailer, look at film excerpts. And then also there's also going to be links there as far as where you can find it online. Or just go to Amazon and type in Wounded Heroes from March 5th on. I know you started out with veterans, but you included first responders. And uh, we struggle with the same issues that vets do. And I'm not by any means comparing first responders to the work that veterans do. We're all in this together is the only way we're going to break down the stigma around mental health and your documentary is going to play a big part in that. You're all heroes to me. I love our military, our firefighters. I mean, I, I, I just well it with pride and you guys are heroes Our police officers are doctors. So this film in the last three years is my gift to all of you out there. First of all, because you are our heroes and we need to make sure you're living a life you deserve for as long as you live. That wraps up another edition of Undercover Mental Health. Thank you so much for listening and helping us crush the stigma around mental health. Take care. Thank you.